0: The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Intelligent radio, fueled by Lucky's Station.
1: With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. A major flare up on the western edge of Southern California's largest and most destructive wildfire has sent residents fleeing as flames churned through canyons and down hillsides toward coastal towns. New evacuations were ordered Sunday in Carpinteria, a seaside city northwest of Los Angeles. California fire officials say the blazes that are convulsing the state two weeks before Christmas... Apparently the new norm, Cal Fire Director Ken Ken, Ken Pimlock. It's December, and it's uh, amazing to be able to say that uh, we aren't out of fire season. And this is the challenge that we face uh, in California, and certainly here in Southern California, uh, that it is a year-round uh, challenge that we are all in. Israel's Prime Minister backing President Donald Trump's recognition of Jerusalem as Israel's capital in the face of criticism from its ally, France. Benjamin Netanyahu is in Paris, where he spoke alongside French President Emmanuel Macron. This is SRN News.
0: Mike Gallagher is overwhelmed with the amount of sexual harassment accusations. I don't know what
1: you make of any of it. I seriously am at a stage in my career where I'm sitting back, sort of shocked at the barrage of stories. It's it's exhausting. It's relentless. It is never-ending. It seems
0: to be intensifying. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot. Intelligent Radio.
1: If you're looking for the best and longest running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities, it's coming up next right here. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on AM 1280 The Patriot, so don't go anywhere. First, we're going to take a quick look at your forecast from the Benjamin Franklin Plumbing Over Center. High of 30 degrees and mostly cloudy skies for today. High of 33 with a good chance of snow through almost all of Monday and a high of all the way down to 21 degrees and mostly sunny skies for Tuesday. Stay tuned to The Closer. Brad Carlson on AM 1280, The Patriot.
2: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And
1: go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have off.
3: You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in uh, via text message That's 651-243-0390. And you can weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NARN. That's hashtag N-A-R-N. For any comments or questions regarding today's show content, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And it seems like I say this every week, but it well, doesn't stop being true. That It always is a very newsy week. Uh, what a time to be alive. I think that's an overused phrase, but it is certainly applicable these days. And as always, we are honored to have in studio a longtime friend of the broadcast, uh, even before she was elected official, uh, Minnesota State Senator Karen Housley, Republican Senate District 39. Uh, district goes from northmost part of the district, Forest Lake, on down to St. Croix River Valley, down to uh, St. Mary's Point, uh, Senators in uh, talk about uh, myriad issues that the legislature is going to face uh, come February. And uh, I want to be sure to get her uh, I want to be sure to get her title. Right. Don't 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 uh, uh, don't help you. Yeah, Don't help me. Don't help me. Karen Karen works. Yeah. Well, no, I just. Uh, well, your t- your title in the uh, state Senate is relevant because obviously we're going to talk about uh, A pretty disturbing issue, some uh, pervasive incidents of uh, elder abuse Mm -hmm. in some Minnesota care facilities, Mm -hmm. a serious issue, uh, pretty appalling. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Star Tribune put together a five-part series uh, detailing some of these issues that have taken place. And uh, Senator Housley, as chair of the Aging and Long-Term Care Policy Committee, uh, obviously has a uh, vested interest in this. And of course, you personally, uh, Senator Housley, uh, your mother uh, is, uh, I don't know her specific circumstances, but obviously your mother being elderly, and my mom- being elderly as well, this is something that certainly very personal nature to us. So we appreciate you coming in and uh, sharing with us today.
4: Well, thank you so much for having me, Brad. That was a long intro. Uh, it is. It is. Okay, <laughs> we got to take a break. We'll be back. Uh... <laughs>
3: okay,
4: yes, I am the chair of the Aging and Long Term Care Committee in the Minnesota Senate. I'm also the vice chair of the Commerce Committee. I sit on the Jobs uh, Committee and on the Veterans Committee.
3: And to your credit, now this committee did not exist. The uh, long-term mm-hmm. uh, care, uh, the aging and long-term care policy committee didn't yep. exist in the Senate until just recently. So, just, you uh, when
4: were... the Republicans took the majority, I went to uh, Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka, and I said, "I really think it's an important issue. Uh, the elder population population is is going to double by the year mm-hmm. 2030, so we need to really focus on some of these issues. Please, could we have a committee?" And he said that's a that's a really good idea. And please, can I chair the committee? So uh, yeah, he he and leadership uh, gave me that committee, and it has been um, probably one of the most proud things I've I've done since I've been in the Minnesota
3: Senate. And obviously, with this. Uh, ob- and you're very proud of this, but right away you're right. Uh, dealing with this uh, rather disturbing uh, story. Uh, cause, uh, we don't, certainly don't have to get into the specific abuses. Mm-hmm. It's pretty disturbing. Uh, it's mm-hmm. all it's all of the Star Tribune, and I think Kara Levin even did an investigative report mm-hmm. on this. But uh, I guess the first question, the obvious question many people ask is, how could something like this happen on such a grand scale and nobody find out about it or nobody pay amends or nobody uh, be convicted of—this cr- sounds like criminal activity, Karen Housley
4: it it definitely is criminal activity and it's very sad and and the star tribune and care 11 and care 11 is continuing and the star tribune to investigate it uh, which is why in the in the committee we called the department of health before us to to you know give us their explanation of what's going on and then dug deeper with the office of the health facility complaints where all these complaints go into and that was where the the core of the issue began is the OHFC, which is under the Department of Health, it was overwhelmed with complaints. Mm. But they use a paper-based system over there, which this is 2017, and how we have any department <laughs> right. still using a paper-based uh. system was beyond me. But then it got it got bigger than that, where you have the Department of Health not talking their computer system within the Department of Health, even though the the OHFC gets paper reports. Um, the Department of Human Services, um, county services, none of their computer languages talk to each other. So there are many, many files, complaints that are getting lost. Mm. So, so it, once you once we really dug down to the the heart of it, um, it was mass confusion, complete disarray, and the people who are hurting our elder population. They are they are victims of this vulnerable vulnerable adult abuse. So we have since then. That was in February. We called uh, for the Office of the Legislative Auditor, Jim Noble, to do a legislative audit, which they're right in the middle of. I hear um, it is that's also going to be pretty disturbing with, with what is happening with from the inside. Um, and we have had uh, various stakeholder meetings. We are now on, like... Meeting number six, and they each last about four hours long. Which bring we bring in the long term care ombudsman, the Department of Health, Department of Human Services, um, AARP, the care providers, leading age. So we have, and then we have um, Elder Voices, which is which is the organization that the victims um, are they speak out. Sure. And and that's really that's really who who all of this is for. Sure. You know, your mother, my mother, us, and and. All of the elder population here in the state of Minnesota, that's whose voices we really need to be hearing.
3: So Governor Dayton had indicated uh, last month in his story that he was going to put together a uh, some sort of task force to look into this mm-hmm. further. Uh, how is that comprised of this? Because we've heard of task force like to deal with the mensure issue, and it's always been, unfortunately, an unmitigated disaster. Right. But what is the task force comprised of this time around? And he who has, is it comprised of, Yep, I mean, I
4: he, He's named the Department of Health, which... which and and he actually, the one good thing that I think he did do in naming his task force, and we were also going to legislate a task force, but we thought, let's see what the OLA comes out with their report first before we legislate a task force. And we sort of feel in the meetings that we have, we have all the stakeholders at the table. So we've already began that process. So I do have a meeting with Governor Dayton on Wednesday morning okay to discuss the work we've done up to this point, because you don't want to do that all over again that sure. would just be silly so he's he's also invited all of the stakeholders the one that he doesn't have which i do think is important their voice needs to be heard at the table are the providers the nursing homes the assisted living the home services with care they their voice needs to be at that table too so I'm going to meet with them wednesday morning about this task force and all of the work that we have been doing in the off session
3: and of course an issue i know that you've brought up before uh, given that the uh, uh governor was uh I guess, uh, vindicated by the Supreme Court of Minnesota being able to uh, veto the uh, legislature's operating budget. Is that going to kind of uh, play a factor here because you need uh, support staff for uh, something like this? Obviously, legislators still get paid, but the support staff, not so much. I mean, how is that kind of uh, factor into this? Is that a monkey wrench into the equation, Karen Housley?
4: There's always monkey wrenches, are there, Of course there, there, there Brad? is. There's yes. always, yeah. uh, you know, and that's probably one of those uh, leadership um discussions that they're having we our, our staff is very very important to us and mm-hmm. there's reserve money that we can tie them all over I know everybody was worried in the beginning about you know, are we laid off immediately? When when are we terminated? Um, we have it figured out that they can get paid right up until session starts. So okay. so everybody is good there, but we have to go forward and and have those conversations with, the, with Governor Dayton.
3: Sure. And, and I guess it was heartened, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, where he'd indicated that he was willing to restore it in exchange for some concessions coming up in the uh, legislative session. Uh, I'm no legal beagle. It's, that still sounds like coercion to me. Apparently, the Supreme Court uh, was, in their minds, exercising judicial restraint. Didn't want to make a call on that, but, uh, cool. Who appoints You're
4: those uh, Supreme Court? Oh, the uh-huh. governor. Yeah, yeah. One <laughs> has nothing to do with the other,
3: I'm sure. Uh, anyhow, so, yeah, that obviously is something that is uh, certainly... Uh, um, uh, a monkey wrench into the proverbial work, so to speak. So, uh, but an issue such as this, I, you know, we're hopeful that some uh, some concessions be made and the governor expedites that and restores the. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that um, kind of in this in a related story later on. You yeah. know, now with the U.S. Senate seat coming open for Senator Franken, uh, I have a far reaching theory that Governor Dayton may just go ahead and appoint himself. It's not unprecedented. It has been done done before. Yes, yes. It
4: has been done. I actually went through that scenario, too, in my head, and then I went, no, but he's already done that, yeah. so I don't think he wants to go back there because his press when he was there wasn't the best.
3: True, and <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe he wants to make amends. I don't know. Again, it's a far-reaching theory, I get it, but it'll be something uh, I would like it if he did that. Yeah, it wouldn't be, you know, because, I mean, Tina Flint-Smith basically runs things anyways, from what I understand, you know, so uh, I know you can't comment. But I from, can't comment But from that, people you know. that have been around uh, the uh, different meetings and whatnot, that she is kind of a— so I don't, I'm just saying but the, again that's a discussion that we can uh, move on to later on okay uh, I guess um so for uh, was this something now you were first elected obviously mm-hmm. in 2012 reelected in 2016 long-term care given what you, obviously you've endured personally is that was that kind of the catalyst for you creating a committee like this or is this something that's kind of kind of always been on your heart Karen Osley
4: Well, it's always been on my heart, but I think, I think just getting to the Senate in 2012 and I sat on education, finance, and um, commerce. And, you know, trying to find what your niche is mm-hmm. while you're there. And you don't want to step on anybody's toes if somebody else is already doing something. Um, and, and I've always been passionate about our elder population from my grandparents. And then when I had to go through, which which we all do at some time, taking care of our parents. Sure. And um, my dad had congestive heart disease and my mom um, Alzheimer's. She was diagnosed in 2008. And as her her... Situation progressed um, and, and got worse. We had to continually move her to from she started out with having home care services in her home and then she went to assisted living and now she's in a nursing home. But that whole process, especially starting way back then, um, was a complete mess. And mm. I think the consumer doesn't understand what what your options are. And it's changed a lot since then. But then it got it progressed to a point with my mother having Alzheimer's and somebody getting a hold of her checkbook and um embezzling oh boy, a ton of money <sighs> wow. um, it was you know what i my parents were lucky that they had somebody to advocate for them, but not all people do right right and so it became a part of my mission to really advocate for our senior populations, whether it's financial exploitation or elder vulnerable adult abuse. Just somebody being their voice at the Minnesota state capitol, I think was it was really, really it it, it was keeping me up at night, so. When Senator Gazelka and leadership said that, yes, go ahead with this committee, and then and then to get as far as we did this session, to really kind of blow the whole thing up, not on purpose, but it just kept revealing itself, and I think nobody before had the time to devote it to specifically just this one issue. So, and then I got more and more passionate about it. So <laughs> it really has been my mission. And, and it is, I I will get to the bottom of this and we will solve it. And we will have solutions before I
1: leave
3: there. I have no doubt about that. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Honored to be joined by Minnesota State Senator Karen Housley. Again, she, the chair of the Senate's Aging and Long-Term Care Policy Committee, any questions or comments, please give us a call or weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N. Another segment coming up in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
0: ID Stronghold wallets are different. They may look the same on the outside. They're stylish, they'll hold your cards in cash, but they're hiding something great on the inside. No, there are no pyrotechnics, and it doesn't sing when you open, it. but it does have magical powers. ID Stronghold Wallets protect your critical information and identity from thieves standing right next to you. Protect your family this holiday season with affordable leather ID Stronghold Wallets and Purses. Anyone can buy a cheap RFID scanner online and snag your information just by walking past you. Contactless credit cards, debit cards, even your work ID badge. ID Stronghold was the first to pioneer RFID blocking technology over 12 years ago. Secure your identity and save 10% by using coupon code GIFT for a limited time at IDStronghold.com. That's coupon code GIFT, also available at Walmart.com, Ebay, Amazon, or QVC.
2: IDStronghold.com. Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot. I'm with Keith Hittner Sr. of The Rack Shack, and I am so thrilled. We have the Patriot Burger on the menu.
3: It is a brisket and chuck half-pound burger. We throw it down on the flat top in rendered brisket, and we called it the Patriot Burger. Red, white, and blue through and through. Got the American flag sticking out the top, American cheese on that thing, and bacon. What can be better than that? There were fresh-cut fries of mine, twelve dollars and eighty cents. Twelve dollars and eighty cents with a burger uh,
2: with extras,
3: right? With a side, you get a hand-cut fries if you'd like, our homemade chips if you'd like that, or any of the other sides on the menu. And it's available at at the Rack Shack Barbecue. Go in, look at the menu. You'll see the AM twelve eighty the Patriot logo on there. Just say
2: I want that one, and they'll know exactly what to do. So we're looking Burnsville and West St. Paul. Burnsville and West St. Paul. Awesome. Thanks, Keith. You bet. $12.80.
5: Genius. Message and data rates may apply.
0: Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back in the shape? Get NuGenics. All you have to do is send one
2: simple text. Frank's right. Just text RIP11 to 42424 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by testophen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text RIP11 to 42424. That's RIP11 to
3: 42424. I miss the Karen Housley show. This was her theme song.
4: Don't Jet in the Blackhearts, baby. <laughs> yeah, love them. With the Mary Tyler Moore theme.
3: Indeed. Is so good. Hey, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, that is uh, the aforementioned Karen Housley joining us in studio. Senator Karen Housley, again. Talking about a uh, a rather disturbing uh, issue that has been uh, covered in the uh, local media. The uh, pervasive issue of uh, thousands of complaints. Thousands. That number is just just in that context. Thousands of complaints, theft, physical abuse, and sexual assault of residents in senior care facilities. Uh, Stunning. And Karen Housley, in her role, uh, again, is the chair of the Aging and Long-Term Care Policy Committee, uh, they are definitely addressing this. The wheels are already in motion even before, before the 2018 session gets started. Uh, can you kind of give us maybe some insight, Karen, as to some of the things that you're looking to do that could alleviate these things or certainly hold accountable mm-hmm. those who are committing these atrocities?
4: And part of the um, reason there are thousands of complaints, they they implemented a new system uh, last year, MARC, uh, Minnesota Adult Abuse Reporting Center, and so... So those those that phone number was printed everywhere at, at assisted living nursing homes and so they were getting more calls in and weren't really ready to handle it. Mm, okay. And now when you end up getting that many more calls in and remember it goes then to Department of Health, computerized system, then down to the Office of Health facility complaints, they then print it out on their paper and then they put it into a regular file. So there was no um contact management system in place or or uh a computerized system. So, let's say you're a nurse, or you're an assisted living home, and you have those mechanical lifts, and you now file the complaint because, because nursing homes have to file these complaints too. Sure, that there's an injury or a report, and if one, if there's a, a broken belt that is malfunctioning, they report that to the OHFC. Well, that report then just died there, mm. so instead of the OHFC then getting the word out to all the other nursing home facilities across the state to say, hey, if you're using this mechanical lift, stop using it because there's going to be a a, a drop. Um, So that's one of the... And we actually had the bill last year to... we We did our own little request for proposal from private sector businesses. Have they done this in other states? And I traveled to other states to see what they do with this one issue. So it was to get the OHFC a computerized system. We had the bill out there for it, and we decided to pull it. That um, was $500,000, which is a very small amount when you think about all of the the, the um, issues it could resolve. Sure. Uh, but we decided to pull it till we got the Office of the Legislative Auditor's report. Um, but that is one of the biggest things is is we really need to have these computer systems talking to each other and get the word back out there. And then the other thing that is, and it was in the Star Tribune report, um, is, and this is another bill that I have for the, the next session, is... Uh, family members. So now you you have a a file, a complaint filed, whether it be from the nursing home, assisted living, or from a family member. Um, Once it goes to the OHFC, the family member can get no information on what's going on with that. And that's been the biggest frustration for, for the family members and people of Minnesota is where is the investigation? What's happening? Or... If it was a nursing home that, let's say it was my mother, Mm -hmm. and they filed it, I can't even find out what it was. Right. So now I go see my mother daily, and I don't even know what happened to her.
0: Sure.
3: Because
4: that's that's a data privacy thing. So that law has to be changed because family members deserve to know what's going on with their loved one.
3: I would think this would be something that, uh, you know, there aren't a... There are a few bills that get uh, sweeping bipartisan support. Yeah. I would think this would have to be one, or certainly an issue that gets uh, sweeping bipartisan support. Here. And
4: that is probably one of the best things about this committee. It it is completely bipartisan. Of course, pre- but Protecting our vulnerable adults is a, a, a no partisan issue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a people of Minnesota and this country. We, they all deserve to be protected. So it's it's there is no fighting amongst our committee, and um, our bills do do float to the top.
3: So, what was it like uh, this, uh, this uh, past session? First time in the uh, majority in the uh, in the uh, Minnesota State Senate, a brave new world, Karen Housley, or certainly a, 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 a whole new world in that uh, you were in the minority the first uh, few years you were a state senator. Now in the majority, that had to uh, had to be nice, right? <laughs> it was.
4: It was. Uh, it was.
3: You couldn't be chair of a committee otherwise. That's right. right. Well, we definitely had a lot more friends. <laughs> yes. We had a yeah. lot
4: more people coming to visit us because we could actually get our bills heard. That was amazing. To. To actually get your bills heard was really, really nice. Um, I did get some heard in the minority, but getting our bills heard was big. The The difficult part was having just a slim one-seat majority. Sure. So it had to be difficult for leadership and, and Marine who schedules senators who's going to be there and who's not there. You, you couldn't miss a vote. Mm-hmm. You could not miss a vote. And – Um, scheduling was tough when you had Senator Warren Limmer having a heart attack, Mm. um, that, you know, rescheduled things. And then, um, Senator Carla Nelson's father was dying. And so that had to juggle the calendar a little bit more. The governor was nice there in the end to let us, you know, postpone things a little bit to, for Carla to get back to Rochester to take care of, um, services for her father. Um, but it was overall. I think it was a very successful session. I think we got a lot of things done. Um, we've got some tax relief for Minnesotans. We got a lot of a lot of good things done. So it was it was rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. It was difficult. Long hours. Long hours. And then again, learning how to be in the majority. So it, it was. I thoroughly enjoyed it.
3: And obviously, there is a uh, there is one uh, particular Senate seat a DFL or Dan Schoen, having to move mm-hmm. on uh, through his own uh, allegations of uh, uh, of inappropriate uh, conduct. Uh, we won't uh, don't need to go a whole lot further into that, folks. You can use the Google machine if you so like. But uh, uh, that's kind of now. Was he kind of down in your you South I ran Paul in May that have, district. You did okay. Yeah,
4: I ran in t- 2010 against Senator Katie Steben. Yeah, it was a little different uh,
3: back then. Obviously, the uh, well, the, the only district.
4: thing that that was different is. St. Mary's Point, where I live, was in the district. And then in 2012, St. Mary's Point was booted out of huh, the district.
3: Okay. I see <laughs> how that works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: so I got gone. Um, so I know those people very, very well. Those are uh, That's my old hood, South St. Paul, sure. and then where I grew up. Um, and they have on the A side uh, Representative Keith Franke, and on the B side they have Representative um, Tony Jurgens. So both of those would be great candidates to, to run for that seat, but I think right now they've got um, former Representative Danny McNamara and Leilani Homestead, who ran for Senate in That's 2016. Right. So those two are up. It's if The door is not closed yet um, to see who will still run for that seat, but we are going to – it would be great to win mm-hmm. um, and, and – I'm not going to say who the Democrat is because she's she's a Democrat and she's my friend. Um, but I don't
3: want her to win. Um, <laughs> it's good you have friends across the aisle, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So and Senator
4: right. Stephen and I are, are now friends, too. Uh, former Senator Stephen. Uh, but no, so it would be great to win uh, that seat. Whoever ends up coming out of the endorsement, I will support wholeheartedly and go door knock and give them my sign list. And yeah, it's a. It's going to be a tough seat, of course. Yeah, it's, it's only been held by Democrats, right? So right. no Republican has held that Senate seat. So hopefully, hopefully, whoever gets the endorsement can win that.
3: But a special election, all bets are off, as we've seen before. So that, I know. So it, anything can happen, you know. And uh, I, I know it's the obvious statement, but it all comes down to turnout. I know that's an obvious statement, but you know, in a special election, anything. anything and this anything is, a, is possible. like a,
4: a special, special climate election. Mm. You know, like it, it's just. Everything with with this hashtag Me Too is everything is is different. Mm-hmm. So who comes out to vote? You know which which population, which demographic? It'll be really interesting to see, and then it'll be interesting. Or does it fall into just a, a Usual special election, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Certain, I don't know.
3: So that takes place February, February thirteenth. Okay, because primary
4: the, January twenty ninth.
3: Okay, because then obviously session gets started shortly thereafter. So mm-hmm. uh, whoever gets elected better be ready Bam. to go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, that's kind of the way it happens at, at times. So we, again, we are joined by uh, Minnesota State Senator Karen Housley, she of Senate District uh, thirty nine. I got a few minutes left to go. Obviously, uh, Senator Housley, we've got the session coming up in a couple months. We talked extensively. Uh, about your role regarding this uh, legislation to fix this issue with the elder abuse at these senior care facilities. Uh, What are some of the other uh, maybe uh, bigger issues that uh, you kind of have on the on the radar? I know we kind of briefly talked about a a couple of them last session. You know, we hope to build upon that as long as we have the Republican majority. But any anything else that might be in their radar that you're really starting to think of at this particular time?
4: I honestly am am all in focused on the um, long-term care and aging. Understandable, um, yep. Yeah, just because that's uh, that's really been consuming me. Um, again, more tax relief. We'll have to see where the budget numbers come out in February to see uh, uh, where we go from there. But tax relief, I'm trying to think what do I have on the table just because this last week it has been, honestly, hours and hours and hours trying to. Which, again, when you come from the private sector and you and you look at a government issue – and, and you go, how the heck could it have gotten this bad? <laughs> right, right. You know, and, and in the private sector, what we do do is blow things up and start over and, you know, clean slate. And we want to fix it fast. And then you look at the government bureaucracy and you're like, how can we fix this fast? And then you say, no, we have to fix this fast. These are people's lives. Right, right. You know, so I think that's where I am. And I think as the Senate majority, uh, there there's still the health care issue. There's still, although we did some, um, some really great fixes there last year. Um, I think it's it's just making making um We've we've done. There's consumer confidence right now. I think things are really really going well here since we took over. So hopefully we can just continue that in the 2018 session.
3: Yeah, and you got the uh, get the swank new offices there, Senate Office Building. And now you don't you're even the, come to see me now that you're in the majority. You could probably get a swankier office, right? Is that right? Uh, it's
4: it's you know what you you spend more time in your district, which whereas <laughs> where, you know that's where I like to be. I, like I know to be it. In I Stillwater and Forest Lake and the people of my Senate District 39. You next.
3: put in work. You yes, absolutely you do. Like yeah, I keeps. I haven't been down there yet yeah, you're exactly right i need to get down there and it's uh, a
4: swanky 90 million dollar building that i didn't vote for but yeah i guess i have to stay there
3: yeah well i mean yeah it did it did pass uh, you know you did protest uh, vigorously and uh, now um you know you're reaping the benefits uh, i don't know it's kind of a keen ambivalence there i'd imagine I, but uh, <laughs>
4: yeah yeah it actually the office it works out well it, it's it's nice come and come visit me.
3: Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, and, uh, Senator Abler, I've been you know he's my senator, so I've had I have to come down and uh, say hello to him too. He's right next to me. Ah, well that's great, that's great. are like
4: yeah, you could you could get a two for one, and you don't have to walk very far.
3: Yeah, and he's he's very responsive. I text him occasionally back and forth. He's always uh, very upfront. He didn't uh, didn't vote for Sunday sales. I took him to task over that, and uh, but uh, that was a whole other issue entirely. At least it got passed. So he has
4: the... been doing amazing things with Eagles Nest. Have you seen that? I have. Yes. yeah. I let's fantastic. go visit that with him. He's really doing great things. Come on up
3: to our hood. Yeah, that's an eye yeah. back of the woods. Absolutely. 651-289- 4488. That is the number to call. You can weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN, hashtag N-A-R-N. Joined in studio by Minnesota State Senator Karen Housley. She of Senate District 39 out in the St. Croix River Valley area. Senator Housley, got time for another segment or so? Sure, I'll do another segment.
4: You can segment. be a guest co-host. Okay.
3: Yeah. af of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, back in mere moments. Go
2: nowhere. Congratulations! You've won $50 off an individual corporate headshot session with Jana Noonan Photography just for listening to The Patriot right now. Jana's a seasoned pro, sought after by executives and top companies in the Twin Cities for over 25 years. That's because she knows how to bring out your best side, your personality. To claim your $50 discount on an on-location headshot session, contact Jana, noonan photography.com today and mention AM 1280 The Patriot. You'd like nothing better than to see him speechless and dumbfounded as he opens his gift. So you stay alert, listening for something that piques his interest. But before you can buy it, he'll come home with it. Here's something he'll never expect, a fine watch from Wixon Jewelers. Wixon's collection of exquisite timepieces, the prestigious brands he loves, is unequaled in the state. He won't know what hit him. Wix and Jewelers open today, noon to five, and every day till Christmas. Just off 35W at 99th and Lindale Bloomington. Online at wixandjewelers.com.
4: What makes a holiday card unforgettable? Personality. And no one makes it easier or more affordable to create a holiday card full of personality than Vistaprint. Right now, get 50% off all custom holiday cards. That means 30 cards start at less than $15. With hundreds of stunning designs, your personality will shine through with every card you send. Just go to Vistaprint.com today and enter the promo code HOLIDAY to get 50% off all custom holiday cards. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code HOLIDAY.
2: The following is a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management.
4: I had a lot of credit card debt, and I couldn't pay my bills, so I reached out and contacted Trinity.
2: If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976.
4: They were able to work with my creditors. I've been able to pay off $15,000 in 18 months. It's a godsend.
2: If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976
5: pro-life across america the billboard people
6: i'm sure glad you're my sister Addie. yep you're my best buddy mom says you were their
1: little surprise what would we do without you well you'll probably get your
6: own gum yeah that's true but you're worth it
5: hello my name is carrie i work with pro-life across america the billboard people If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post abortion assistance or would like to support the life saving work of pro life across America, please call 1 800 366 7773. Or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America, educational, non-political, and tax-deductible.
0: A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. pro
5: Across America, the Billboard People. Hey, welcome back. AM
3: 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in another, with another segment, Programming program we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming. You can catch my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m. It is the King Banyan Show. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriots, Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. I am the closer, closing out every weekend, Sundays, 2 to 3 p.m. And thanks, as always, for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Or you can use Twitter at hashtag NARN for any comments or questions. Uh, We do want to get to a call before we move on to other topics. Line 1. Uh, Steve in Coon Rapids wants to weigh in on our discussion about long-term care. Hi, Steve. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network.
0: Uh, Hi. I really appreciate the work that uh, the senator is doing at the state. Uh, One thing I'm thinking of, a lot of people don't see the need for long-term care insurance, and the state does provide uh, a tax credit, I think it is. But if the state could even double or triple that uh, tax credit, I think it's possible many more people would get long-term care insurance to pay for long-term care rather than have the state having to pay for long-term care. I think the state sees a real need for people to have long-term care insurance because the state doesn't want to have to pay for people in nursing homes. What do you think, Senator?
4: Um, I think that's a great idea, Steve. I I actually bought my own long-term care insurance, and I knew about the tax credit. But I wish I I do. If we could get an even bigger tax credit, I think it would help the state out in a lot. And 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 to get people to invest in that, because well, my grandfather had Alzheimer's, and my mother lived through that, so that's why she bought her long-term mm, care insurance. Sure. And she sat us all down when we were young, and she said, "Okay, this is I'm doing this to help you guys, so so you don't have to pay for me." And I'm telling you, my mom is in a, a a decent place because of it, and and long-term care insurance is paying for it. So I think that's a great idea, Steve, to get a bill out there to increase the uh, tax relief or or tax credit if you purchase a long-term care insurance plan.
3: Do we lose Steve? Oh, sorry about that. Hey, appreciate the call, Steve. Yeah, thank you so much Steve. for uh, for calling in. I do want to uh, switch topics. You know, Karen Housley was, a uh, among many other things she did, you know, uh, working in real estate, having her own realty business, being a Minnesota state senator. uh she also hosted a radio show in her own right. So now, I guess you can kind of switch hats, Karen. If you want to be a co-host, co-ho. yeah. If you want, who can
4: I ask questions? Do we have a guest? Yeah,
3: right. <laughs>
4: no, I get to ask you. Yeah,
3: if you ever, hey, if you ever want to fill in sometime, I uh, would love to fill in. Yeah, as long as it's not during like a campaign cycle, there's no issues with it. So okay. yeah, I'll I'll drop your name to Lee Michaels, you know, our, our operations manager. I'm sure, you know, we're trying to trying to uh, build up as many uh, substitute hosts again because it's you know one hour a week. Oof. That's some laborious work, Carinhos. Let me tell you. I, I
4: know. I know. <laughs> you help well, people know. I don't, I don't uh... think people see all the work you put into your show, too. Just, I mean, it's for every hour on the air. There's at least six hours of. Background studying and and prep time.
3: Oh boy, I'm really lagging then. If that's the case, <laughs> well, you get
4: guests like me that don't don't be quiet.
3: <laughs> and that's good. This is good. This is a, this is a good thing. But uh, obviously, we talked. We kind of teased it a little bit during the the first segment. Uh, we do want to uh, reference uh, Minnesota Senator Al Franken ended up having to resign. This is from a uh, political story. Uh, he said on Thursday he would resign after seven women—I think there was an eighth that later came out, uh, came forward in recent weeks and said he uh, groped or tried to forcibly kiss them, ew, uh, capping mm-hmm. a stunning fall from grace for one of the Democrat Party's most popular and high-profile politicians. The second-term Minnesota Democrat, a prolific fundraiser once viewed as a possible White House hopeful, quickly lost support of most Democrat senators after a fresh set of allegations hit this week. Uh, that's that's the interesting aspect of this to me is uh, you know we talked a little bit about this off air Hillary Clinton kind of set that precedent mm-hmm. you know they made sexual assault her big issue saying every woman deserves to be believed and then of course this hashtag Me Too campaign has come out where these women uh, and I believe out of out of the out of purity of their heart wanting to get it out there and tell their story and and I think it was a benefit to a lot they realized oh I wasn't alone on this because the I can't imagine the indignity they must have felt you know being mm-hmm. uh, being undermined like that. So the the Democrats kind of set themselves up with this because now they have to live up to the standard and I I've been saying all along I don't know why you'd fall on the uh, fall on the sword for Al Franken because mm-hmm. if he resigns we've got a far left governor who's going to end up appointing a far yeah. left senator you lose nothing from a political standpoint mm-hmm. ideologically and now given the Hollywood's problems Al Franken is no longer the prolific fundraiser anymore because right. he's, you know, so now he's useless to them. Why they waited this long to force him out. I don't know what flipped. It was like there were five or six that came out and all of a sudden the Democrats piled on after seven or eight. I don't know why that was the magic number, but there you have right, it. Right, yeah, what,
4: like, well, or who strong aren't them to, to all of a sudden, all at the same time. It was almost within an hour, 36 of them all called for his resignation. resignation. I'm trying to understand why there were prominent, um, female Democrats here in the state who signed a letter of support for Al Franken. Mm-hmm. And that was one that really baffled me. I thought, you know what, either stay completely out of it, but but as a woman, you do need to be supporting these women who, who are, are making these allegations instead of jumping on board with your chosen one, Senator Al Franken, to support him. So I I was a little baffled with that.
3: And, and, and the thing, too, is it's like you have these the seven or eight women if you've read mm-hmm. all of their allegations all of their accounts they don't have any reason to to to, to collaborate. Make it up, they right. don't have any reason no. to come together to oust him they most of them are of his same political ilk yeah so there really isn't any reason to 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 come together and i uh you know all i will say is i know for a fact there and i say i know for a fact there are more mm-hmm. that's all i will say so you know you know it, they were just going to keep coming out until uh, I don't know if they were pushing him to resign, or if I, I think maybe because he never. The only thing he really, you know, people say, well, he apologized, he admitted to his wrongdoing. Let's move. Well, no, he really didn't. He admitted to what was obvious, which was the photograph. Mm-hmm. Can't very well deny deny
4: that. that we saw that, yeah.
3: But he differed on the account with Leanne Tweeden, who was the mm-hmm. first one to come out on the. Uh, uh, on this particular issue, so uh, I
4: think what the what the hashtag Me Too has done is is really given um, confidence to the women or credibility to their stories that and 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 even even since the Nan tweeting, I think there's a lot of women who were like, "Oh my gosh, that happened to me too," mm-hmm. and for years we just we just took it
3: the stories just sounded yep. eerily familiar yeah you know? and
4: we just took it and we we you know brushed it on the table and went okay that guy's just a jerk i'm not going to be around him but but it continues to happen so you know what it's it's unfortunate that that just had to blow up but it's very fortunate that it did because uh, women do need to deserve to be heard when it comes to c- comes to that
3: yeah and and obviously and i don't know how much you can Talk about it, but uh, within the Minnesota Legislature itself, we referred mm-hmm. to former Senator now Dan Schoen mm-hmm. having to resign. Our Representative Tony Cornish, a Republican on the on the House side, yep. ended up resigning. There was some, uh, and the thing that shocked me, I think it was, I don't know if it was House Speaker Doubt or someone had indicated uh, to a female lobbyist that they don't mm-hmm. let women within ten feet of Tony Cornish. I mean, if that's if that's the if and that it's known, is the, yeah if that is known sort of an open secret, so to speak, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. And again, I I don't know how much you can talk about that, but I I read something like that. It's like, Oh my gosh. You know, and you, you, you certainly there is a, I mean, theres I mean there has been a story that's come out recently, like in the U S Congress, there was Mm -hmm. a story going to come out where they're going to name maybe 20 or 30 more. And of course Mm -hmm. we hear of a slush fund used, uh, using taxpayer dollars to settle sexual harassment suits out of court. I mean, it's, uh, um, I don't of, know how close we are to a bottoming out, but I'm glad right. at least the process is starting if we have to go through it, certainly. If we
4: have to go through it, let's just go. Let's get in there. Yes. Um, if that's the culture that's in D.C. And I don't believe it's the the culture in the Minnesota state legislature because I have seen it. And, and, of course, there are some bad eggs. But um, if that's what's really happening out in, in D.C. and there's a slush fund, I, I, it really does need to be, it, you know, Comparing it to the OHFC, just blow it up mm-hmm. and let's get it all out there, get everything out there and start over and, and create a whole new culture in D.C.
3: So now there's the uh, political aspect of this, Frank. And, you know, he say, he said he's going to resign in the coming weeks. A lot of people take that statement as kind of a cryptic statement saying he's reserving the right, maybe that he won't mm-hmm. say if Roy Moore out of Alabama is elected in Tuesday. Of course, we know the story with Roy Moore, the allegations that uh, he mm-hmm. had uh, inappropriate contact with teenage girls back when he was in his 30s. If he gets elected, they're saying, well, you know, uh, Franken may come forward and say, well, if someone like this is able to come in and not have to endure the same scrutiny that I did, you know, why am I resigning? I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think this is, you know, he with 30-plus Democrat senators wanting him to mm-hmm. resign and saying he's going to resign in a couple of weeks, I don't see how he goes back on that. But some people are concerned his kind of cryptic statement, he's leaving the door open. I, I'm skeptical and- of that, but
4: could have been the cryptic statement, too, in that let's see who, let's have Governor Dayton have his appointment in place, and is his sure. appointment going to be one who's going to run in 2018? You know, it could have been cryptically that way, too.
3: I you think, know? well, Minority Leader Schumer, uh, Senator Schumer, has indicated that he wants someone who could be a long-term replacement. They don't want an interim, yeah. kind of interim where they would just move on after 2017, because Tina Flint Smith is kind of the rumored candidate or the rumored replacement, and she, from what she says, has no interest in electoral politics. Where she would just fill the seat until 2018, mm-hmm. and then move on from there. We'll see. Now, my theory—I know we talked a little bit about this—that <laughs> Governor Dayton would name himself the successor because, from what I understand, again, this is what I've heard, not not from you, Senator Housley, but from people who are in meetings with uh, the governor and his and his staff and whatnot—that Tina Flint Smith kind of runs things. And given the headaches that he feels are impending in the 2018 session that let her deal with it, I'm not going to run for re-election for governor anyway. So I might as well my political career running for Senate. Make amends for giving—because he gave himself an F when he was a, yep, a U.S. He gave senator. An F. There's one term. <laughs> and I thought maybe for old times' sake he could close down his Senate office, be the only one of 100 senators to close on. Remember that back in 2004? Yep, yep. Everybody got— the access to the same intelligence, but he was the only one who saw fit to close his office. So mm-hmm. there you have it. Uh, again, I know that's far-fetched, but it, it's not implausible Governor Wendell Anderson back yeah. I believe in the late 70s after Hubert, I think it was after <laughs> Hubert Humphrey passed away and appointed himself. And, that and then ended,
4: then he lost. Yeah,
3: and that mm-hmm. ended up being a disaster for, for Democrats. So uh, then, of course, Think about this. This is going to be a crazy year in twenty eighteen. Have you ever thought about it?
4: Oh, I've thought about it. Yeah,
3: both U.S. Senate seats, mm-hmm. all eight How- U.S. House seats, of course, those are every two years. All one hundred thirty-four Minnesota House seats, the governor, and all the state constitutional offices, yep. all up for election in twenty eighteen. Eh, wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> yep. There's
4: no reason not to vote. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope. Uh, I hope the House of Representatives um, get enough attention. You know, because right with two Senate seats and a governor and
0: Mm
3: -hmm. um,
4: all the congressional races, yeah, it's going to be big.
3: Well, because now, of course, now the the speculation turns to okay, if it's just the interim appointment for Frank and Senate seat because they have to Mm -hmm. field candidates for 2018. Uh, on the on the Republican side, I saw a certain uh, senator from out in the St. Croix River Valley that could be a uh, candidate in 2018 U.S. Senate. I'm just saying, Karen Housley. I'm telling what I read. Uh, I I read that too. Um, yeah. Okay, good, good. So yep, it, no, you're I not read in the dark that too. <laughs> no,
4: I'm not in the dark. Of, no, I um, I'm looking at it. Okay, I am Fair looking enough. at it. You know, because I do think it 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 will take a woman to beat whoever the Democrats put up, and I think in the hashtag Me too era we're in. Um, I think it's it's the woman's race to win. So I'm looking at it. I'm I'm really exploring it and talking to my family and my supporters and Fantastic. my husband. Mm-hmm. My husband. If I could get him off the ice, yeah,
3: he's a little busy these little busy, days. Busy. I'm I imagine. like, can I just
4: get an hour of your time? I've got something big to <laughs> talk to you about. Yeah. Yes, uh, so I think it would be. Um, I, it's going to be a big race, and it's going to be hard, and it's going to be ten months of of fundraising mm. and getting all over the states. So it's a it's. It's a, It takes some time to look at.
3: Yeah, no question. Like I say, there's a, there's a lot of names that have been bandied about, assuming that the person who fills for the next year isn't going to uh, seek the actual seat in 2018. Again, mm-hmm. I know the Democrats in, in Washington are hopeful they can find someone long-term. But, yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, good to know. Good to know. I don't make endorsements on this show because, well, no one cares what I think. <laughs> But yes secondly, I want all candidates to appear on the show. But I'll, I'll just I'll just put it out there right now, Karen Housley. I any any uh, endorsement process, primary process, you'd you'd be my candidate. I get behind a Karen Housley for U.S. Senate. Yes, heck okay. yeah, for whatever that's worth. I got one I mean, now. Yeah, yes, for whatever that's worth. You know, like I just say. Thank so. you, Brad. Well, anyways, hey, we do have one more segment, a short segment coming up here on AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Grateful that uh, Karen Housley decided to stick around, Thank chat you. a little bit longer, and uh, we'll wrap up the program coming up in this final segment six five. Five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag NARN. Brad Carlson, the closer, right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
2: AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. When you need a service for your home or business, you know you can trust our advertising partners here on AM 1280, The Patriot. The Blue Ox Heating and Air Business of the Week gives you an opportunity to get to know these companies a little bit better. So tune in weekdays at 9.04 a.m. and 6.04 p.m. The Patriot Bit Business of the Week, brought to you by Blue Ox Heating and Air. For quality heating and air services and products, go online to goblueox.com.
7: If some high-pressure salesperson twisted your arm into buying a timeshare, it's not your fault. Whether you bought decades ago or days ago, I bet that salesperson didn't mention your timeshare could cost you twice as much as a regular vacation, or that you'd never be able to use it when you wanted, or that your fees could shoot up every year. They misled you, and that's not fair. That's why we're here, to get your timeshare company to free you from your unwanted timeshare. Get the free information you need at 1-800-905-5833. We're the Timeshare Exit Attorneys, America's number one timeshare exit service run by real attorneys, not sales companies or middlemen. It was a salesperson who got you into this mess. Don't rely on a salesperson to get you out. We've got a 100% service guarantee, and our team has already helped thousands of people get out of unwanted timeshares. For free information, call 1-800-905-5833. That's 1-800-905-5833. 1-800-905-5833 one 800
6: Physicians designed Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's natural fight against aches and pains. It's made from wild-caught fish oil and botanicals like turmeric, and it's a healthy way to get back into pain-free life. There's no side effects. There's no chemicals. There's no preservatives. There is nothing addictive, and that's why you can be very confident that when you take Relief Factor, you have nothing to lose but your pain and the whole world to gain. Maybe it can't wear your favorite shoes anymore because of pain in your feet. Relief Factor can help with all of that. 1995 comes to 95 cents a day. That's less than a cup of coffee a day for pain relief. Go to relieffactor.com, read all the testimonials, find out about it for yourself and order that quick start. Just 1995 or 95 cents a day for 3 weeks. Or you can call them. It's toll-free. They can answer all your questions. 1-800-500-8384. That's toll-free. 1-800-500-8384. relieffactor.com for many businesses hiring is tough
0: you want access to highly qualified candidates fast and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees that's why you need indeed.com delivering six times more hires than any other job site according to independent research indeed is offering new users a 50 dollars credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job redeem this offer at indeed.com credit that's indeed.com credit terms conditions and quality standards apply
3: Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Yeah, Senator Housley. She was, after the last segment, she's got her coat on, was about to walk <laughs> out. I'm like, you know, you can stay if you want. There's only like I kinda, seven. Kind of want to see the end
4: of the Vikings game too. I know, I know. We're catching up. They
3: got within three, about five minutes. Whoa. I
4: have one quick question before you keep going. What yes, are ma'am. your What are your um, bumps here? What are they? Yeah, the music. What is it? What's your tie-in? with Same theme here? as
3: always, except for the, you always get Joan Jett "Love Is All Around," but otherwise, all the other songs are my regular theme, which I've cued you in on. But I can't tell the listeners, so I'll tell you off-air in case you don't remember. I, you,
4: I never remember. Okay, I never. I'll tell I'm, you off air. early onset already.
3: I don't know if Brandon has ever figured it out. I've told board ops as, as they've moved on and uh, whatnot, but as they're working here, they have to figure it out on their own. I don't know if Brandon, Brandon, have you figured it out yet? No. Or, or you have do the you,
1: same theme every Sunday?
3: Yeah. How some I pick some my amusing... of them, it's
1: really obvious.
3: Is it really? Some of them, but
1: uh, okay. I'd say today, not so much.
3: Okay. Maybe a little bit, but like. I'd be surprised if you knew. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but anyway, so. Uh, well, yeah, we're, we're pretty much done with the show. Uh, you <laughs> know, since we last talked, uh, Karen, your, uh, your husband had a terrific run as an assistant coach with the Nashville Predators. Got all the way to the Stanley Cup finals. Which game was it they got hosed in? They disallowed a goal? That actually, Brandon, you're a Preds fan. You would know yeah, this. Yeah, what
1: was that? It was that- all just a blur at this point. Like, I like, know. A pipe dream that
3: just died. It One was, big
1: disappointment. Oh, uh,
3: I mean, and i out. Credit where credit is due. You know, we're the state of hockey here in Minnesota, but the way the fans down there embrace that team, that was so fun to see. I mean, you got mm-hmm. the, like Vince Gill wearing a Predators jersey, just all these country stars Vince embracing it.
4: Vince Gill Oh, that was awesome. Tra- or, uh, Thomas Rhett. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And, of course,
3: Karen gets to rub elbows with all of them. It's just like, yeah. It was a lot <laughs> of fun.
4: There's a lot of good conservative country singers. I'm
3: sure, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah that they're... was that was so fun to watch because I follow a lot of those you know, big-time country stars on Instagram. So seeing them yeah. there out in the plaza before games, oh, it was awesome. And they
4: just did pop-up concerts. Like, you had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Jackson, like, what? Yeah,
3: right. Yeah. It's... And then um, and then Phil, shortly after the series was over, I kept looking. And I'm like, okay, they haven't filled the Buffalo vacancy. I bet that's where Phil
4: Hosley's going. We had honestly no idea. And I just was... guessed.
3: I had, had no I insight.
4: Been on here since then? No. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, no. so yeah, June 10th was Game 6, and we lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And, oh. um yep, for the Stanley Cup, it just stunk. And June 15th, he was hired by the Buffalo Sabres, and he had no idea until the morning of June 11th when they called to interview him. Yeah. So we really didn't have time to mourn the loss. It was, you know, gearing up. And, okay, we did have time to drink one bottle of, like, you know, cry in our, our <laughs> bottle of wine. <laughs>
0: right, um, right.
4: But, yeah, it was... Uh, It's it's been great. It's been really really great. Um, He enjoys the job out there in Buffalo. They're struggling a little bit, but it's a rebuilding.
3: Is he still a legend out there? Because he spent the first like what ten years of his career in Buffalo. First eight years, he was a rookie out there.
4: Yep, and uh, um, because he was
3: huge when he was playing there, I still remember any time the North Stars played the Sabers, it was like Phil Housley was the guy. You know,
4: because there was only three guys who went from high school to the NHL, and he was he was uh, was one one of them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he. They really do love him out there, which yeah. is good because they're not winning. Right, right. Um, That's so, a drawback,
3: certainly. Yeah, yeah
4: but they um, the ownership out there is fabulous. The, the fans are unbelievable. They, they remind me a lot of the Minnesota fans. They really love their sports teams, and they're passionate about it. Um, not as loud as the Nashville fans. I think everybody should put it on their bucket list to go down to Nashville and see a hockey game. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, they they take the entertainment factor to a whole new level. Here in Minnesota and in Buffalo, they're very knowledgeable about the sport and passionate, and it, it, they're a little bit quieter. Sure, sure. So, but he... Phil's really, really enjoying it. Now, was this
3: something that has always been on his radar? He gets to be an assistant coach. Was that an aspiration, or did they just, did they just approach him and say, hey, Phil, you ever thinking about being a head coach? I mean, was this something at least on his radar before uh, he got it? Or? Well, you know, he was coaching Not the Stillwater. Buffalo job specifically, no. but.
4: Uh, when he coached Stillwater High School as the head coach, he, he really enjoyed that, and then he went to Team USA and won the gold medal. That's
3: right. Yep. And he
4: said he, he got the same high as in coaching, as he did as a player, when you when you win or do something well, and so when they tapped him for the assistant coaching job, he, you know, threw it out there. someday, someday, maybe if it happens, if it's a right fit, he's never anyone to push anything. Sure all of these kind of just fell into the, his lap when the time was right.
3: Well, he knows what he's doing, so yeah. you'd think they would come after him, certainly.
1: So
4: Yeah, so he's uh, he's really enjoying it. Well, good it. for
3: him, and congratulations to you and Phil on your second grandchild you had recently. Two grandsons now. Very excited. Louie and Archie. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. little boys. Oh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, life is always hopping. It's never boring, that is for sure, Carnausley. Say what you want about everything you got going on. It's never boring.
4: So. I do want to say hello to your mother, because I don't know if she listens or not, but we have to say hello to your mother, because she's a wonderful, wonderful lady. Indeed.
3: So. Well, she doesn't listen to just me, but when I told her you were going to be on, she started to say, "Oh, I'll have to," li-, and then she stopped herself because, like, wait a minute, I never listened. It was just my son, but if but-, it's someone, <laughs> but if Karen comes in, oh yeah, I'm all over it then. You know, it's a good thing I'm not insecure, Ma, That's all I can tell you. So, hey, Karen, in all seriousness, appreciate you uh, coming on the program, uh, sharing everything with us, and uh, and an open thank you to everything you did for my mother as well. I, never, I don't think I've ever publicly acknowledged that, but thank you. You were great. Thank she you. loved you.
4: I love her too. And, and AM, you're okay.
3: Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> like I'm not insecure, like I said. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Skull Vikings, and have a blessed week.
2: You out into the world Closing time
5: When you have sleep apnea, traveling can be a real drag because you have to drag your big, bulky, home CPAP device with you everywhere you go. But not anymore. Now you can travel easily and sleep comfortably anywhere thanks to Transcend, the world's very first mini CPAP. And right now, you can try Transcend absolutely risk-free for 10 restful nights. So call now, 1-800-919-2348. Our smallest and most advanced portable design ever, Transcend is as small as a soda can and weighs less than a pound. You can even add a battery that's as tiny as a deck of cards. Transcend is so incredibly small and light, you can easily fit it in your briefcase or purse to use anywhere you go. It's FAA compliant, too, so you can even sleep comfortably while flying. Now you can enjoy the freedom to sleep comfortably anywhere. But don't delay. To receive your 10-night in-home trial, call Minicpap.com now. 1-800-919-2348. Again, that's 1-800-919-2348.
3: I would steal pills from my friend's mom. We talk about all the common
7: drugs, but never prescription medication. I was addicted to pills. Had I more knowledge, I would have done things differently.
2: Hi, I'm Congressman Eric Paulson. Prescription drug abuse is an epidemic in our communities. Secure your medications and talk with your kids today.
5: Visit drugfree.org to find out how together we can make a difference. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
1: Making the right financial choices is not always easy. Are you sure you're meeting your investment goals? Do you even have investment goals? Hi, I'm Kim Mitchell, investment advisor with Alpha Financial, a veteran-run business. Let us help you build an investment strategy to achieve your goals and realize your dreams. We evaluate alternatives and walk through the process to develop a plan that is in sync with your goals and market conditions. Call me at 612-860-8284. Together, we will review your plan's performance and make adjustments as needed to keep performance in line to achieve your goals. Alpha Financial Services, solutions you can trust, one dream at a time. Call me today at 612 860 8284 or K Mitchell at alphafs.com. That is 612-860-8284 or K Mitchell at alphafS.com.
2: You'd like nothing better than to see him speechless and dumbfounded as he opens his gift. So you stay alert, listening for something that piques his interest. But before you can buy it, he'll come home with it. Here's something he'll never expect a fine watch from Wicks and Jewelers. Wixon's collection of exquisite timepieces, the prestigious brands he loves, is unequaled in the state. He won't know what hit him. Wicks and Jewelers open today, noon to 5, and every day till Christmas. Just off 35W at 99th and Lindale, Bloomington. Online at wixonjewelers.com.
0: This is AM 12.